Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. I'm John Aldridge, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. It's that time of the week again, people. Happy Tuesday, everybody! Time for the Jack Links Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. I won the golf today, Beef. Good on you. Well Tuesday, done. So. What'd you shoot? Uh, 81. Not bad. Not bad, but... Uh, yeah, missed opportunity. Probably should have had about 76. Okay. Um, uh, and New Zealand might win the cricket. They might. Latest they need, score? They need uh, 11 runs from 37 balls with two wickets in hand. Okay, I did see... Um, Australia. I say they, Australia. Yeah, I did yeah. see Kerry get eight just before I left. So. Yeah, and then Stark got out. Ah, oh, so it's Maxwell so it's and Zampa Green? No. and Green. And they just stopped the whole game for Green to get an on-field trousers-down physio massage because he's got to be getting cramp. Oh. They stopped the game for cramp. Um, Come that, on. That game, That's not how you do it. That game started at, what, 2.20 Australian time? Yeah. And it's still going. Yeah, well, it's partially the overrate. They also were saying that the reviews were mental, uh, uh, over-the-top reviews. Okay. And uh, I watched at one point, there's something that was clearly not out from the first vision, didn't even need to, and they went through all the whole hotspot, yeah. all the whole snicko, and, and we're checking for all these 18 other things they weren't even appealing for, and it's just wasting time. Oh, that was a stumping, wasn't it? Where they were checking for court behind for a stumping. Yeah. The hell are they doing that for? <laughs> I think you can't really argue. I mean, that is the umpires going through the protocol. Oh, but, the process. Yeah, I agree with you, but it's just so slow. I didn't, uh, yeah, I saw, I saw most of it. I was up in and out. So I was doing in, bits and in about 15 minutes' time, that game's getting on for eight hours. Not good enough. I, I, I couldn't believe when I just got in the car now that it was on the radio because I've just, I've just been off doing a bit of an open mic beef. Oh, as uh, well? But not, no, you're a busy man. Oh, busy man today, beef. Tuesday's action day. Yeah. Um, not open mic comedy, though. I did a, I did an acoustic, did my songs. What a man. I did my songs, this, By the way, people, that is casual Rob Bryars over there. He's all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. He's boxed. He's done a beer mile. Yeah. Stand-up comedy. And now, he's been in many, many bands. But now, yeah. he's throwing the acoustic out there and doing some singer-songwriting yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty nerve-wracking. It's, it's, is it? It's, uh, yeah, well, uh, it's funny how you... Pra- Fortunately, because I've practiced these things at home so many times, there was yeah. a little bit of muscle memory. But your throat dries up. Okay. Yeah, 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 you've got no saliva. All of a sudden, the high notes that you've got a technique where you can hit it every time, you sort of you sort of lose it, and you start just trying to strain and push, and you you got to try and get yourself to relax. Wow. Very hard. So was this a, a cover song, or was this one of your own? I did, I did one cover and three of my own. Oh, jeez, a big yeah. set. No, it was just four songs. Just quickly Normally, open mic is one song, you're off. Was it? Well, the ones I've went to in the past, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Two. Anyway, so that was a bit of a what laugh. What cover did you do? With or without you? No. I didn't do Green Day? No, I did a Radiohead song called uh, uh, Airbag. 
Okay. Which is the first song off OK Computer. All right. Which that, is that'll bring good. That, that'll bring the and, house down. Uh, oh, if you hear, it's, it's more of the upbeat one. It's, it's one that you wouldn't actually expect to hear on acoustic. Oh, clearly. So, so it was quite... I um, wouldn't have expected to hear it Well, you, you don't even know the song, you jeepers. Almost assaulted you with a... Almost <laughs> called you a knobhead straight off the bat. Oh, there. really? Yeah, it would have been a bit rough. Just blank out the head. I was going to say, well, I'll change it to nincompoop. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that one for a uh, few years. Yeah. I, you know, there's some old school uh, insults just, that should come back. Nincompoop's yeah. one of them. Watching some films from the I early 80s. I wrote these down one day. I can't oh, did remember. You, That's a, you um, turd. Uh, well, the other one, I don't want to say the S word this early on in the show. There was one that came with. Got a lot of new um, listeners tonight, I reckon. Have we? Yeah, things are afoot, Rob. Well, well because I've got to tell you, oh. the USA deal fell through. I, I, I did it. Okay, that's so shame. we're not we're not the breakfast show in the USA, but yeah. on the back of that, we're going yeah. worldwide instead. Well, that's now better. we were meant to get some set up today, and it all happened a bit too late. So yeah. we're not going live to well, we are going live to the world, but yeah. not this week live online to the world. Okay, so next week we are a UK lunchtime show, great, and a US breakfast show oh. from next week. Well, so we're, we're getting that organised. We like. You said last last week, Rob, about the uh, Aussie rules for girls. We don't want to run before we can walk, so we better no. learn how to walk. Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. There's, there's no rush beef. We're no not, rush. We're not going anywhere. Now, very quickly, I know you sent me a message in the week about uh, the uh, AFLW. Mm. 28-1! What a game that must have 28, been. 28-1. And there's another one, 28-7. Oh, the scores. They're... Imagine playing for an hour Yeah, where in a sport where you get points from missing and only getting one point. They're, I mean, look, we don't, we don't want to sit here as if we're just bagging it. I know. But they've got so much work to do. Yes. And potentially the damage that's going to be done from yeah, this yeah, yeah, season yeah. is going to turn people off so severely it could take it seasons to recover it. Well, it's not exactly been the highest scoring league in the world, put it that way, no. over the journey of... Is this the third year, fourth year, possibly? Yeah. But as we mentioned last week, there was a 13-8 or something, or a 13-11 yeah. or something, and now there's a 28-1. Um, when the AFL decide, look, you've got to sell your own tickets and you've got to do your own marketing and mm, you're going to have to run yeah, before you can walk, yeah. like I said to you, my comment was, I'm not exactly going to rush out and buy a ticket to watch well, this. Well, well, here's the thing. Why aren't the women going? True. I mean, they're, they're the ones that need to support it. Yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. Should, I mean, not not that they're exclusively, but they need a lead from the front. Yeah, you know, if, if I you, think they all the demanding. Do. I've not set eyes upon an AFLW game for a few years, so I can't tell you the makeup of the crowd. Yeah, whether it's a fifty-fifty split, I'm not sure. I don't. But the thing is, the numbers share the numbers. They're half the population of the country. They are over. Over so half. Uh, over half. There's more women than men, is there? There is, yes. So they, they really got to get out there and support their own they girls. Should, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. They got to drive it. They do have to drive it. So anyway, yeah, struggled there with that one. I, yeah. I didn't catch any of those games, no, but I, I got to say the finals. AFL final. I don't know if you watched any of the finals of the men. I did watch it, Brisbane, I, Richmond four on Friday. Of the best night. games I've ever seen. I, saying that though, I, oh, s- I knew you. I, I no, watched no, no, this. No, no, Again, no. These are for four of the best games I've ever seen, yeah, yeah. and I thought about beefy will find a, neg- a way to be I, negative. About I turned on. Fremantle Bulldogs yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah. And it was a couple, couple of minutes into the second quarter. Yeah. The first 10 minutes, that 10 minute block in the second quarter was horrendous. Right. It was awful. I know. When the dogs was. Yeah, like you say, 42 so 42 2 or 1. Or 1, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And it was awful. Mm. And just after that point, yep. Fremantle did come back, obviously creating And actually a came back and won. Yeah, phenomenal game. But there was a 10-minute spell there. If you had turned that on and saw that 10-minute... Well, no one could believe what was happening. True. And this is fifth playing eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're on their home ground. On and their they, home ground, yeah. yeah. And they're just, just, just not even in it, Beef. I did see nearly all of the Brisbane-Richmond game because it was on a Thursday night. So mm. There was nothing else to do in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think Brisbane only led for 30 seconds of the whole game, didn't they? The last 30 seconds. Yeah, the last 30 yeah. seconds. The 30 seconds that counts. Uh, uh, no, that's that's not right, actually. Oh, no, which was the game that had 19 lead changes? The Collingwood game. Okay, yeah. Collingwood-Geelong. Right. Or was it Brisbane-Richmond? I don't know. Okay. No, it was Brisbane-Richmond. Oh, was no, you changes? got that one completely wrong, Beef. All right. 19 lead changes. Wow. It was one for just back and forth the whole time yeah. going at him. At one point, Richmond got out 16 points. That's the biggest margin and then came back. It was yeah. a good game. Very like good I said, game. Brisbane scored with 30 seconds to go to win the game yep. and send Richmond home. But so was that. the amount of rubbish coming out of the Richmond coach's mouth this week about... Hardwick. Hardwick, About yeah. the goal. About the behind slash goal. Well, and they, well the AFL, it, is, it is. Have you seen the footage? In yeah, the, the AFL come out and showed six angles where they proved it was a point, where but, it was a miss. And Hardwick's come out and said, it's costing clubs millions, it's costing us jobs. But, but the, I think what they're doing wrong, though, if, that's, if there is six angles, I don't know if that's true, though, Beef. Yeah, I've but seen Because it. they don't show that on TV. Right. They, they only show one angle, okay. and they're replaying this one over and over, and there's no way in hell you could have made that call yeah. from I've that. Seen, I've seen the footage where they've broken it down into six angles and vehemently proved. Well, well, well that's where it's going wrong. All Beef. right, well. Because yeah. it's different to what the public gets to see. Anyway. Um, so, yes, I watched some AFL, Rob. Yeah. It's uh, Melbourne-Brisbane on Friday. I've already seen that game twice this year, home and away. Yeah, well, they're playing again. Yeah. Um, and I don't, can't remember the other game. It was Frio. Uh, who lost between uh, Sydney? Oh, Collingwood. Collingwood. Should be good. Should be Should good. be good beef. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, if, if I forget about it. Well, I didn't finish before, by the way. Oh, good. I made a bit of an impression at this open mic. Oh, beef. sorry. Was there, yeah, a, they're, they're, was they're, there a record I'm, I'm, label I'm short, there? I'm shortlisted for trying it for the, uh, the paid gig. Whoa. Yeah. The paid gig where? At the same place on a Friday or Saturday night. Do an hour set. Have you got enough material? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With, yeah, I want to know where's work. this where's this crazy place? This it's mental in South asylum. Melbourne. The, the rubber uh, chicken. The rubber chicken. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's a bit. Of, I just thought I'd try. It's on the way, so I swung in. Liking it. Now you've done a bit of stand up. You've been in bands. Yeah. Is there going to be a crossover? Well, Is there going to be a musical well, I comedy don't, I don't, act? I don't want to, no, no, not not a musical comedy act as such. Yeah. I'm considering trying to develop, uh, I don't know, this is all pie in the sky. Actually, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about this. Okay. This, this is, well, because I don't want to, no, 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 we're not going to talk about that, actually. Is Rob Bryars the new Tim Minchin? No, definitely not. The new Eddie No, Perfect. no, no, not interested in that. The because new, I'm an actual rock and roll. The new tripod. No, because these guys are all, they're all theatre nerds. Okay. I'm rock and roll. Yes. Yeah. I am rock and roll. So uh, I don't. God I don't want to gave do that. rock and roll to ya. Gave rock and roll. No. To don't. No. Kisses band. Especially that song. That's a terrible song. Mm. Awful. I hate it. Sorry. Gee. I'm only trying now, to have fun. Yeah. Well, I didn't enjoy that beef. Cut it out. Cut it out for the for the uh, edit. No. Just no. It stays in. Anyway, that was a bit of a laugh. There was this one guy that got up. Yeah. He was a professional beatboxer. Oh, wow. But he was actually phenomenal. Well, he did a bit of beatboxing yeah. just with his voice and the microphone. Yeah. And then he had a little micro Korg keyboard. Oh, cool. And he could program and loop and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it's was the future, doing, Rob. It's the future. It, it is the future. And Ed he Sheeran. Was, 
That's how he started, probably. And he created these uh, jazz, modern-day jazz uh, fusion, uh, sort of hip-hop rhythm type stuff. And he could do an amazing trumpet sound with his own voice. Cool. And uh, he was he was great. And then he could always do like the Louis Armstrong. He was doing this sort of stuff in between as oh, well. Oh, nice. And uh, he, was, he was doing very well. And Tuan, his name was. What was the guy from Police Academy called? Um, his name was, uh, it was Mahoney and his partner was, <laughs> not Murphy, no. Hightower. We know about Hightower. Hightower's the what was the um, What was the noise guy called? I think his real name. name was something Winslow, wasn't he? I I think he kind of is, he was a bit of a one trick pony in the end. He made not, a career out of it. He did make a career out of it. Um, we'll have to check that one online yeah. for what's going on there. Um, so that was good. Monthly medal for golf tomorrow, Beef. So showing some form for golf. Michael Winslow was what? Jones, Rob. Jones. Jones and Mahoney. Well, I have to revisit Police Academy. Get, get some culture. Do you think going. that's aged, Police Academy? One. I think it will age. I, I, I think it's just, it's a classic, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It's unashamed in what it is. I suspect there's probably some humour throughout that nowadays you wouldn't be allowed to... Of uh, course, Kim Cottrell was in Police Academy 1. She was in Police Academy 1. Yeah. yeah. She was also in Bonanza. Oh, was she? Yeah. Not seen Bonanza. Well, well, I didn't see it either. That's, that's, that's Ricky Gervais' joke. Oh, is it? Okay. When he's talking about, um, he's saying that the best special effects team should have gone, for the Sex and the City 2, best special effects team should have even gone to the one that airbrushed the poster. And he says, girls, we know how old you are. Mm. I saw one of you in an episode of Bonanza. Oh, okay. Yeah. But his, his point is, with the jokes, he has to explain it because he's accused of being sexist misogynist. Yeah. But in fact, well, he's making fun of, why do you try and hide it? Okay. Not hide your your, your aging. You don't need to. No. Do you see what I mean? It's not really a joke, is it? What do you mean it's not Just an really observation. A well, it's, a lot, it's not going to be in David Boone's book anyway. <laughs> yes. If you don't that. laugh, doesn't mean it's not funny. No, that's very true. I don't yeah. laugh at a lot of things. What have you been doing anyway? You done anything useful? No, never anything nah. useful. Let's check the cricket score quickly. Oh, yeah, you quick yeah. Uh, check, check the cricket score. I'll make sure we uh, look after Jack Link's beef jerky. is the best beef jerky on the planet. Thank you for supporting this wonderful show. If you're doing anything productive this week or on the weekend, get yourself some Jack Link's beef jerky. It is the best beef jerky on the planet. Australia just got the runs we lost. One, two wickets? Eight down. Eight down. So that's interesting. Five overs remaining. 40 for five. Five overs remaining. That's when they had 33 balls to get the sort mm. of three balls. They got 11 yep. runs. So uh, interesting. Well, Cameron Green, they cheated with the... with the. Um, <laughs> they cheated. Well, you can't just do a on-field physio massage for cramp. You, you can. For cramp. Sorry, Rob, you can. Do you remember your batsman that screamed Mark Richardson. Mark Richardson. Yeah, but so what? He got treated on the field for cramp, I reckon, after he screamed. Possibly. Yeah. But not in a one-day game. (laughs) Anyway, congratulations to Australia, considering they lost to Zimbabwe heavily on the weekend. Yeah, after wasting before that, didn't they? They didn't really well. Yeah, kind of. They bowled out for 95 in one of them, but uh, they did lose... Getting bowled out for 140. Mm. Well, New Zealand only... just looked a bit average. Yeah, they probably yeah, haven't played t- for a while. They haven't played for a while. And, and tough, um, I think the pitch wasn't playing very easily, given the fact that Australia struggled to get there. Well, it's, the a, it's not a ground up there in Cairns that they use regularly for cricket. We've got to so, play on it twice more now. Yeah, it's a, it was a bit slow. Yeah. Definitely was a bit slow. 
I did see the Lucky Ferguson's in the team wearing um, the band number 69. What's going on there? Yeah, he broke. Uh, someone told me, someone messaged me this saying that Lucky Ferguson now has the 69. Yeah, because, they, I mean, it was the rule. They lifted the ban. They lifted the ban, the New Zealand yeah. cricketers, on the number 69. Well, what, well they have the, then they have the 69ers and the, one of the basketball football teams, something? No, 76 is 49ers. Oh, uh, okay. I will edit that bit out because it's wrong, what? Rob. No. You do a radio show and you get the team names wrong. Why? Anyway. I don't care about So um, get yourself some uh, Jack Link's beef jerky. If you're listening on a download, thank you for downloading. We do appreciate you just spending a little bit of time with us. If you're looking for a uh, podcast platform, please consider Good Pods. It is like the Goodreads of podcasting. It's it bloody good. Treat. It's good stuff. Yes. It. Apart from that, quick preview. FA Cup Timers is back, Rob. It's back. I didn't think we'd do it, but yeah. something's happened over the weekend that yeah. has caused me to bring back FA Cup Chimes. Okay, great. Good. So, all jokes aside, I did enjoy FA Cup Chimes last year, apart from yeah. Rotherham, yeah. Man City. Yeah. That's the only two that let us down, really. Yeah, really. Rotherham and Man City. Pretty Although, Rotherham, we did end up with a mascot. Yeah. Uh, Man City. Yeah, well. Disappointing. Disappointed with Man City. Yeah. Didn't even reply. I can't, oh, Liam Gallagher didn't reply. No, nobody replied. Anyway, well, so Man City. So we're on board with FA Cup Chimers this year. It's a great story. We've got the manager coming on from this club. So I'm looking forward to that. No end. Great beef. Great, yeah. great work. And what was the. Has anything particular sparked your interest? Yes. We'll go into that a bit later on. Okay. So apart from that, we'll just have the usual fun and shenanigans, usual I guess. Fun and shenanigans. Um, have we got a chance? I've got at, a well, co- I've got a top ten coming. Beef, oh, good. I like that. Got to commend you on last week's show as well. Thanks. I was. It was yeah. a, I enjoyed last week's show. Really? I really did. Great I quiz, it wasn't was it? Funny. The quiz was good. Yeah. But uh, on the whole, it was a tremendous I show. I thought you were about to say you reviewed my scheduling and it was incorrect. I did incorrect. review your scheduling. No, fine. It was, it was all right, was it? Well, that's good beef. It is. Um, so loads of stuff coming up. It could be the last ever David Boone. Probably is. I've decided yeah. I need to find a new book. Let's do that. Let's find a new book. How to avoid huge ships. They're a thousand dollars each, those how to avoid huge ships. Um well that all I think we'll find another sports joke book, considering we're vaguely a sports show every now and again. So I might go to a British cricket one or a well, there's loads of golf ones in here, but let's i I'll find one online, we'll get a new book. Yeah. You you know what? Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but as a kid, mm. we had this book that was made by Mad Magazine. Okay. And it was called Snappy Answers to Silly Questions. Ooh. And what it would do was it would have a scenario and someone asked a question and you had to try and come up with a snappy joke answer coming back. Okay. The only thing was I was seven when I read this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the answers probably weren't quite as witty. No. But they were definitely abusive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we might look that one up then. Who knows? But I think, in the meantime, we'll keep going with David Boone until we find a new book. Okay. I think that's a simple solution. It'd be tough for me to find snappy answers to stupid questions. Well, you've I got mean, to f- it, it'll it actually will still be in the in the in a box in New Zealand okay. somewhere. All right. Anyway, so it lug- could be a challenge for you. You can give, oh, you, I'll give you homework. Give you, for, we can do a homework. More homework for me. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, we'll because uh, I read the scenario and then we've both got to come up with see who can ah. have the best comeback. Okay. okay. Um, right. snappy answer. Actually, that's a really good segment. I'm going to write this down yeah. and try and follow through on it. Oh, finally, Rob's going to do some work. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? 
She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. This is Daniel Ricardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Gags with David Boone, Rob. He's on the gallows. Yep. He's been, he's committed many felons. And <laughs> yes. uh, the accusations and charges from the police are, are, are lining up. Really, I mean, let's be honest. It, it, he, he is on the gallows because we've already delivered the verdict. Yes. We've, seen, we've seen enough now. Yep. The, we, the judiciary took all of about, you know, two minutes to to get a... Uh, a anyway, a, we're reading the to last... Get, to get a, full, a verdict that right. we, with which We are reading the last agreed. rights of David Boone's big book of great sporting jokes. Rob's going to pick a page. You know what? I believe in the Boone. <laughs> I'm going to bring him back right. with number 180. Well, ooh. All right, 180. I reckon he's secretly a darts fan, and he's requested to put the best gag in the book on 180. It's a long one. Times change, it's called. Okay, focus, focus, it's, don't it's pay attention. It's not a darts joke by the look of it. It started when he was dropped from the Test 11. The coach told him, the captain told him, and the chairman of selectors told him too. He was too lazy. The media agreed, and some of the editorials and comment pieces were merciless. So were the comments of the few spectators who sledged him as a former star at the Pura Cup games, and after he was dropped from the stateside, he cut plenty from opponents in grade matches and from cricket fans who recognised him as he walked along the street. When Cricket Australia took away his contract, he had no choice but to apply for the dole. But for a while, though the money was terrible, he had to admit that the lifestyle wasn't all that bad. However, then Centrelink contacted him and said that unless he got a fair dinkum job, they'd have to suspend the cash payments he received every fortnight. Mm. This was ghastly news, so down he sauntered to the unemployment office to talk things over. When his number was called, he marched up to the counter and said, matter-of-factly, good morning, madam. Before we start, I just have to say that I hate accepting welfare. I'd much rather have a job. The social worker smiled. She recognised him immediately. I was there when you got that first hundred, she said. And fortunately, just like it used to be, your timing today is excellent. We just had a very rich man call in and say he's looking for a former sporting star who might be interested in, in a position he has which will be based on the French Riviera. He needs a chauffeur who would also act as a permanent minder for his beautiful but slightly wayward 18-year-old daughter. Other than that, servants will be at your constant call. You'll be required to drive around in a BMW convertible, and all clothes, meals, and accommodation will be provided. The salary is $200,000 a year, but of course, that figure is negotiable. The former cricketer couldn't believe his luck had changed so fantastically. You're kidding me, right? He said. Yes, I am. But you started it. Yeah. You started it because he said he didn't want to accept welfare. Yeah. I want a job, he said. Yeah, so she. Yeah. On this day in sport, Rob, 6th of November, 6th of September, even. Uh, happy birthday to uh, gee, there's it's thin pickings, really. Yeah, there's a few English. I was on the edge of my seat, too. English Test batsman Richard Hutton. Oh, um, English soccer midfielder and manager Bruce Rioch. Happy birthday, Bruce, if you're listening. Happy birthday to Saeed Anwar. 
Pakistani test <laughs> opener. Happy birthday to Australian triathlete. They, they celebrate birthdays as Islam. I, I'm pretty sure they do. Not Aust- like Jehovah's Witness. Or... Don't they celebrate birthdays? No. Oh, really? No. I thought they Because then just... they say you're putting yourself as. pretending you're as important as. I thought as the Jehovah's Jehovah. just didn't celebrate Jesus' birthday. They've still got Jesus, I think, in Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, but they don't celebrate Christmas, do they? They don't do, they don't do Christmas, no, that's yeah. right. Jesus' birthday, Rob. Isn't that just the meanest thing for any kid? Yes. Imagine growing up with no it's Christmas. Um, Oscar... But they all end up doing some faux fake one anyway. Do they? Yeah, because they know the kids are Festivus. Out. Happy Festivus. 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 Exactly. Jehovah's Witness Festivus. Yes. They probably do, actually. It's a Festivus for the Witnesses. Nice. Good. Like that. Yeah. Put that in your set. Um, Australian triathlete, Michaeli Jones. Happy birthday, Michaeli. Oh, Root Dog. English tennis player, Greg Ruzetsky, as well as... English tennis player Tim Henman share the same birthday, one year apart. Um, What's Rude Dog? What? That's his nickname, Greg Rude Dog Rudzetsky. Is it? Uh, Nigerian Why soccer. Why do you call that? Because his name's Rudzetsky. It's like rude. I don't know. That's it. And you get Rude Dog. Rude Dog. Greg I, Rude Dog Rudzetsky. I, I would have vetoed that pretty quickly. He probably did. Joseph- hey, Rude Dog. <laughs> Let's go party, man. Hey, yeah, man. Bring the beers. We've got 16 kegs of beer. We're going to party with the Rude Dog. Rude Dog on the tennis, man. Yeah. Hey, Canada. Swedish biathlete Helena Johnson Ekholm. Happy birthday, Helena, if you're listening. She's. Helena uh, Djokovic. No, Helena Johnson Ekholm, Swedish biathlete. That's a first in this book. We are celebrating the birthday of. A Swedish biathlete. She, uh, how old is um, Helena? 38. Well done, Helena. Mm. What else happened on this day in sport? 1880, the very first day of test cricket in England, W.G. Gray scored England's first ever test century. He got 152 against Australia the Oval, and the score was the the foundation of England's total of 410 for eight. Yeah, but what was the bowling like? Um, Pretty average back then. What was the pitch like? Rough. Mm. Interesting. Australian Herb Elliott ran a world record time of 3 minutes 35.6 seconds to win the gold medal at the Rome Olympics in 1960 on this day. Mm. Czech tennis player Martina Navratilova, who was 18 at the time, requested U.S. political political asylum on this day in 1975. Escaping Uh, from the war. The Czech war in 75. yeah. Was there a Czechoslovakian war? I don't know. Well, yeah, or what, isn't that how it's became Czech Republic? Is it get, there was some div- divided up it stuff going It was Czechoslovakia there? back then. Was Bosnia and Serbia and all that now? Yeah, it probably was, actually. You're right. Baltimore shortstop Cal Ripkin broke Lou Gehrig's 56-year-old record when he played in his 2,131st consecutive game in 1995. He eventually reached 2,632 consecutive games before Ritkin decided to sit out a game late in the 1998 season. Mm. Oh, there's more baseball news. Who cares about Eddie Murray's 500th career home run? And Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi completed one of the greatest tennis matches of all time. Sampras scored a 6-7, 7-6, 7-6, 7-6 victory in the quarterfinals uh, where neither player had his serve broken in a three-hour, 32-minute marathon on this day in 2001. Which is the game where there's a f- where Pete Sampras is throwing up on the court. Could have been that one, Rob. Yeah, could I have don't been. know. Could have been that one. Really? Bit of dehydration. Dope. Bit of dehydration. I don't know. I can't remember. I remember Michael Chang 
getting massive cramps of the French Open when they played like for five and a half More hours. Cramps. Didn't they? Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Come on. Talking about cramps. Is it better than the beef? Probably. I've got a world record. I am the world's biggest sports fan, as recognised by the Guinness Book of World Records. The show, the first time the show? No, that's the first time. Okay. Here we go. That, is, no more then. Is it better than the beef? Ex-AFL Aussie Rules star Brendan Favola puffs on a vape after breaking a world record. One month after being rushed to hospital for emergency surgery. Former AFL star Brennan Favola successfully broke a world record on Thursday. The radio presenter, 41, returned to his own old home ground of Carlton as he attempted to break the world record for the highest altitude catch of an American football. Before getting into, into his protective gear, Brendan puffed on a vape to calm his nerves. He then put on his shoulder pads and gridiron jersey, as well as Nike shorts and footy shoes. Nice, nice plant into the article mm. there. Stepped out onto the field. Oh, he also wore Nike gloves and had black stripes painted on his face. Mm. Great bit of detail yep. that we needed to know. Brendan made several attempts to catch the NFL ball, which was dropped high above the ground from a helicopter. He was eventually successful in breaking the world record, catching a ball falling from a height of 222 meters, which is about 728 feet. Brendan took on his second attempt at the record after narrowly missing out last year. Uh, the record was set by American football star Rob Gronkowski, who successfully caught the ball as it fell out of another helicopter at 189 meters or 620 feet in April 2021. Uh, apparently in July, Favola was rushed to hospital for emergency surgery on his forearm after getting belted during a game. Um, the sports star said he initially thought his arm was badly bruised, but after unbearable throbbing for almost a week, he decided to get it looked at. Um, and apparently he got diagnosed with compartment syndrome. 50% of the muscle was dead, and he actually had torn ligaments and torn muscles or in his forearm. Apparently he's going to take up boxing because there's a Footy Legends fight night in... Uh, well, just uh, doesn't say when, just says later this year, and he's lost 10 kilos during training to get ready for the fight. So, is it better than the beef, Rob? Catching the ball for 220. Yeah. It's quite a high up. That's crazy high. That's the first yeah. thing I thought of. That's like Empire State, Build- State Building high. Is that 220 metres high, is it? Well, I know that the Auckland Sky Tower yeah. for, is about 150, 180 or something. Okay, right. So, uh, that's way up. Well, they I needed mean, a helicopter. What's I mean, what's terminal velocity for a football? Well, terminal velocity is 9.8 metres per second for per anything. second for anything. That is terminal velocity. Uh, the Empire State Building is 381 metres high or 443 metres to the tip. So it's kind of half, mm. half okay. of the Empire State Building. Right. No, 220 to 320, you said, isn't it? Yeah, 443 metres to the tip of the Empire State Building. He right. did 220 metres, so it's half of the Empire State Building. Wow. So that's going to be... You You messed that up. That hits you in the eye. Yeah, plus it would, it would definitely move around... The ball would, because yeah. the ball is uh, a bag of air, as we know. But it's a, it's pretty hard, American football. It's, I reckon, it's got a pointy end. Well, I was going to say, I reckon, I haven't seen the footage, by the way, I reckon they would kind of spiral it downwards so it wouldn't go end over end, so it would go like a torpedo directly down. To, so it would, it's a long time to react. And you know, you know. I you, can just see so many injuries coming from this. Yeah. I think it's better. You do. You think it's better. I'd like to see the footage. Severe injury. Okay. If it hits you in the guts, 
And it's just the the height. Yeah, it's very high. Yeah, it's a real fo- and there's there's fear involved. You know, I'm not sure about fear, but there, I there's think a it, level of fear. I'd be yeah. afraid of that ball if I I'd be thinking, if I mess this up. But saying that, me, it, I'm going to be in big saying trouble. Saying that, I'm going to th- I'm going to put it out there. If Brendan Favola can do it, I'm pretty sure I could do it. Well, look, Brendan Favola was a pretty good mark. Yeah, you you haven't done much of that. Oh. Well, why don't you do it then? Well, one, I haven't got a helicopter. You have to find a way. Do I've got to find U- a way. Eureka Sky well, Deck. All right, yeah. Okay, we'll go up Eureka Sky Deck. You yeah. throw the ball off the yeah. side. I'll stand in the middle of yeah. uh, oh, whatever road So you get hold of Guinness and all that stuff again. Yeah. Well, I'll do a test run first. Do you really want to do it? I think I could, weirdly enough. I'm confident in so my own you, ability. So you need 225 or something? Yeah, two, well, just just a, I, I'd do it 221, just to annoy just, him. Just that's all? Yeah. 220.5? Yeah. Just whatever, one plus one, just to wind him up. I can just see this hitting you on the shoulder or something, and you have to get another <laughs> reconstruction. Well, it does say he wore shoulder pads, so that's interesting that he's... Uh, yeah. I wonder if he wore a box. A Imagine that. Well, I think that's the name of the game. I think you have to wear the American football gear by the, by the reading of this. Right, so obviously you have... if you try to take it like sort of chest style, you've got to catch it with your hands. Is that the... No, that would be dangerous. I don't think you can. You've got to... Gut cradle it. You definitely got to gut cradle it. It's pretty hard. I think it is. I think you're right. I'd like to see it. So is this segment now also getting to concluding point where, where you've got to actually because you've found something that's better than yours, which I've said is better. Yeah. You, now your next I've step got is what well, I'm going to go and beat it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> that would be cool. I like that. <laughs> it could be some anti favola campaign. You can take them on. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have a vape just to you know. Yeah. I'd paint black lines and wear Nike. No, I'd wear Adidas gear just to annoy him. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be the anti-Favola. Karen Beefy Blake, the anti-Favola. The anti-Favola, mean Joe would you have that? Would you still tag on Guinness World Record holder or just say now the anti Double. See, like He's a good guy for you. I think he is. I think yeah. he is, yeah. apart from his gambling habits and all that stuff. But I think he's a family well, man. all right. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. a big Nelly, Nelly. Oh, I just missed on the weekend. Oh, did yeah, you, Rob? Yeah. We got stuff to get through, man. Yeah. <laughs> Some good results in there. Was there? Yeah. Anyway, so congratulations, by the way, Brendan. You are a world record holder. You joined the elusive uh, ranks. Like, um, Could you believe Eduardo got up to $2.80? No. Dude, no, no unbelievable. No. Right, we, need to Le- do, we need to do this, Rob. To me, being woke means being outraged all the time. I also think about what words actually mean. I think to be woke means reaching out and speaking to people along the way and bringing them on and to increase the amount of wokeness in your community. I don't think we did this last week. Right. A number of LGBT activists mm. and academics are pushing to bar anthropologists from identifying... Yeah, yeah. Oh, did we talk about it off here? I think we talked about it off here. So thanks for interrupting me. I've got to start again now. So well, I, can well, I couldn't out. remember because I didn't want to. I wanted to repeat. A number of LGBT activists and academics are pushing to bar anthropologists from identifying human remains as male and f- or female, arguing that it is impossible to know how ancient individuals mm. identified themselves. Yeah. So, so the thing is, how someone identifies themselves as to their sex is entirely irrelevant. It doesn't mean anything, nothing. Because to your own definition, your gender ideas are a social construct. It's nothing to do with your biological biology and your biological evolution. So by your own definition of these things, it's entirely irrelevant. You don't get to just straddle in between this gender sex thing and pick and choose whenever you want. If you're going to go down the 
road with all your gender horseshit, then don't even think about trying to disrupt anthropology with your parallel fairyland of bollocks. Yeah. Emma Palladino, who's a Canadian master's degree candidate. Post- what do you mean, yeah? That's it. Just a, just a casual Just agreeing. agreeing with you, Rob. I'm allowed to agree with you every now and again. I want to see you be more vigorous. Oh, yeah! Yeah, man! Emma Palladino, Canadian master's degree candidate. She's posted, and it seemingly reignited the debate. I didn't know there was a debate. There's no debate. Palladino. Re- reignited. Apparently, reignited. That's no one says. has sort of said this before, surely. No. Well, that's a good question. She's argued that transgender They're individ- dead. They're dead. They are uh, dead. They're not going to be offended if they've been dead for 500 years. That's exactly right. They're not going to be offended because they're dead. Even if they are offended, it doesn't matter. They're wrong. True. <laughs> yeah. She argued that transgender individuals can't escape the sex they were born with because archaeologists who find their bones one day will assign them the same gender they had at birth. Palladino called the practice of assigning gender to an ancient human bullshit, Rob. Just wait. She's Canadian, eh? Canadian, eh? My my trans and non-binary friends, you might know the argument the archaeologists who find your bones one day will assign you the same gender as you had at birth. So regardless of whether you transition, you can't escape your assigned sex. Honestly, can we bring bring back the death penalty? <laughs> just just bring it back. Line them yeah. up. And then they, yeah. And then, uh, um, I don't know, once you're dead, you can tell us what you identify as. Yeah, I'm just going to read this. I'm going to skip the whole of the article and just read this. Even if some shitty archaeologist in the future misgenders you, that will never change who you were, regardless of whether you're medically or socially transitioned, regardless of anything. You are you, a dignified human, and always will be, even in death. Uh, You're not dignified at all. In fact, you're a moron and an idiot and an imbecile, and uh, there's no dignity in any one of those three qualities, and you have all of them. Mm. Your dignity has gone down the toilet some time ago, you unbelievably foolish, impotent twat. Uh, You do not, for one second, think that your crazy, insane ideology can have any weight against the thousands, millions of years of anthropological discoveries we've made and the understanding we now have of our species and its progress and carbon dating and everything that we've learned. You can't just invent a fairyland and change things. You're a myth. Just shoot shoot him dead. (laughs) Not disagreeing with you, Rob. I know where you're coming from. It is horrendous. It really is horrendous. It just makes me so angry. Why why is this allowed to be? I mean, just, just... I mean, I'm all for, I know you've got to have free speech, but someone needs to... The whole point of free speech is that stupid ideas get to be heard so they can be destroyed as stupid, not perpetuated. And this is what seems to be happening. But more people hear insanity and they're jumping on board. Like, if you hear something that's a deluded monstrosity from another universe, don't, don't just casually go, oh, good idea, let's run with it. Slap it in the face... Uh, you know, metaphorically. Metaphorically, definitely. Oh, I love sports. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah, everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Links, beef up your snack life. Hi there, this is John Higgins and this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, chimpanzee up, monkey news! I'm on Monkey News this week. Oh, you're on Monkey News. I'm on Monkey News and I've done a combo. Oh, okay. I've got 
a monkey news top ten combo. All right. And at the top ten, you're gonna you play. You're gonna play top ten. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Top 10, Rob. Top 10 all-time monkey movies. Monkey movies! Monkey movies! Alrighty. And uh, there's a lot to choose from. I guarantee Mark Wahlberg's Planet of the Apes remake isn't in your top 10. You are correct. Thanks, man. I know my movies, Rob. It's (laughs) rubbish. Not no good at all. All right, monkey an, movies. An instant omission. Instant. Yeah, scratch from the record all right. of that film. Top ten monkey. Flicks. Coming in at number ten is The Lion King. Oh, good choice, yeah. Rob. I've not seen it myself, but it's, I reckon there's a monkey in there. Benson plays him. Benson plays him. Yeah, the monkey. Okay, I don't. It's who's, a baboon. Who's Benson? You know the you know the TV show in the eighties, Benson. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, I li- used to love Benson. Yeah, well, Benson plays the monkey. Oh, good on Benson. His name's Rafiki. The monkey or the, the monkey? The actor. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. Okay. Benson. All right. Lion um, King. Number so, 10. Yeah, so he's that one. Uh, number nine is The Wizard of Oz. Is there a monkey in The Wizard There's of Oz? There's those flying, scary monkeys that the witch, the oh, wicked witch okay. of the West All right. sends out. I'm um, going to put it out there, Rob. I've not seen The Wizard of Oz. They, Sorry. A, they're the scary... You haven't seen The Wizard of Oz. I haven't seen The Lion King either. So far, I'm 0 from 2. That's 0 from 2. All right. Scary Monkeys in scary Wizard of Oz. Scary Monkeys. Number 8. One, everyone's favourite monkey. He's particularly curious as this monkey. Curious George, the movie. Was there a movie of Curious George? Oh, and, and look, I did a bit of research on this beef across all... All the top ten monkey films. I've made my own one up, obviously. Oh, clearly. And every single one of them, Curious George, he was a staple. Wow. No one neglects it. It must have been with some... Oh, I haven't seen it either. Okay. I, I don't know how curious one monkey can oh, be. Oh, he's pretty curious, Rob. I it's mean, in the, the name. Clues in the name. Yeah. Well, it's just... Uh, I mean, it, I guess people like being asked questions, don't they? Yeah. They can give an answer. Uh, I'm going to put it out there, Rob. I'm 0 from 3. Number seven had to be in there eventually. A classic. Any which way but loose. Oh, I was going to put it out there. It was number one. Nah, oh, no. 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 Okay. This is a serious number top Number seven. I mean, look, it's in there as for comedy. It's brilliant, obviously. <sighs> it's done well to get to seven. In fact, it's the only comedy, oh, really? pure comedy in the whole thing. I can't think of any other monkey films that are comedic. Oh, I'm gonna, oh I think I might know what might be in there. Anyway, number seven. You. All right, go number on Number six. Yes. 2001 Space Odyssey. Was there a monkey in there? Dun, 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 and they start the monkey starts smashing this very famous scene. All right, he figures out is the monkey in space? No, he's on a he's on a planet somewhere. Don't know exactly where. I think no, he's on Earth. Okay. And he, and he, 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 Earth a planet, by the way. But this is like old school apes, uh, ancestrals. Okay. Right. And it's showing a, a, a moment of evolution. Right. And he figures out that if you whack stuff. Yeah, it makes a noise. He, no, not makes a noise, beef. Oh. He can cause damage to stuff. Oh, right. And also, he starts vigorously whacking the ground with this big, um, like a bone, I think. Okay. And then. He starts whacking the other monkeys with it, and they're all getting whacked on the head, just freaking out, going, oh, and he's discovered the capacity to inflict okay. harm right. can cause him to dominate. Oh. So it's a moment, an important moment in the evolution of our yeah, species. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen 2001 Space Odyssey since I was about 
you, eight. You won't like it at all. You, you'll hate I, it. Don't, okay. wa- don't watch it. All right, I won't. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. It's a proper, like, it's a proper of, film. It's Kubrick's art house film. Oh, Kubrick. Uh, number four, simple as that, King Kong. There's been lots of King Kongs, though. Well... The original, 1930. Probably the original, I think. 1955 or something? Oh, I actually skipped around. That's all right. I'll just make that number. That was number five. Just swap them around, Rob. Number five, four. (laughs) The original Planet of the Apes. It's a serious list, then. The original Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Charles Charlton, Bronson, Charlton Heston. I Charlton always get those two mixed Charles, up. Uh, Charles Bronson and Charlton Heston. Well, they're kind of similar. Even, they're they not, both start they're not with, a little bit similar. They spo- both start with ch and end in on. Charles Bronson's like, uh, he's the long... Uh, Godfather? Uh, no. He's not a God- what? Is he in The Godfather? No, he's not in The Godfather. All right. That's Italian. Yeah, okay. He plays the French bloke in, uh, when they dig out the jail. What's it called? Was it uh, when they escaped, they escaped um, the Nazi prison? Oh, the Nazi prison, not the Shawshank Redemption. Great Escape. Great Escape. Dun, 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 he, plays, <laughs> he plays a Frenchman. Shawshank Redemption, surely. Shawshank Redemption. Charles Bronson's in the Shawshank. <laughs> he said no, he escaped he's not. from jail. I think he's dead. So anyway. Sure. So he didn't make it to the Shawshank Redemption. Serious list this. Okay. Three. Three, two, one. Let's just do them all at once. It's the trio. Is the, it? The, these are the three best monkey movies of all time, okay. easily. Number three, I've got Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Right. Which is the first Planet of the Apes with is Caesar. Is that the first one, is it? Okay. No! It's Caesar. Right. Okay. Yeah, with his talks. Okay. Oh, right. it's a great scene. I've seen the remake with Mark Wahlberg, Rob. No. <laughs> Number two, Nothing Rob! Nothing to do with it. Okay. And they escape out the zoo, and then they go live in north of the Golden Gate Bridge in the sense of San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bay Area Forest. Yep. And then, so in the second, and then then the actually the second one is the best one. So that's going to be it? number one. So number two, the third one, War for the Planet of the Apes. These all rate very high Rotten Tomatoes. They're not all ninety percent tall. These right. are great movies. Are they? Yeah, like they're genuinely brilliant. So this this is not some any which way but loose. Yeah. Uh, muck about. Okay. And uh, so yeah, War of the Planet of the Apes I've got a number two, and I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is one right. of my favourite films. I've seen it. I watched it about ten times. I think. Okay. I'm surprised. I thought a Night at the Museum might have been in your top ten. Never seen it. Nelson wasn't. Ricky Gervais. I've not seen it. Oh, Ben Stiller. Not seen it, Beef, and oh. I don't think it's one of the best. No, there was. A, I thought a little bit about maybe um, like Jungle Book, but nah. Yeah. And I thought about Project X. Oh, what about with, um, um, Contagion? What's got Ferris Bueller in it? Breakout, or what was that one with the monkeys? The, the Outbreak. Outbreak. Contagion. Is that a monkey film? Contagion's not, but okay. Outbreak is. Outbreak, that's the one. Yeah, it's got one of those Friends monkeys on it. Oh, Capuchins. Yeah, I don't, don't like that okay. monkey. Okay, all right. I hate those ratty little ones. All right, those, well, those people, ones. if you're looking for a go-to monkey film, Rob's top ten is all over it. Yeah, that's, that's the official list. That's the official monkey film. I'm pretty disappointed that uh, Any Which Way But Loose is so far down. That's right up nah, our street. No, I got it correct. You don't know what you're talking oh. about. Hang on a sec. Let's just go through that again. How many of those have you seen? I reckon none of them. I think I saw 2001 A Space... Oh, Any Which Way But Loose. I've seen that. Of course I have. You haven't seen that. Yeah, well, I reviewed I it. You haven't seen it. No, I haven't you, seen Why do you ask me so many questions about the plot Because I haven't you've seen, seen it? it for a long, long time. You haven't seen Lion King, Wizard of Oz, Curious George. None of the eight. King Planet Kong, of the Eight films. None of those three. Nah, or the original. Two. Vaguely two. A long time ago. What about... Not The Wizard of Oz. It's unbelievable. I reckon which one of the uh, cannonball runs had the... Orangutan that drove, even though they were driving from I inside. Did. I did. I, 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 wasn't he hanging out with Burt Reynolds? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, Danny DeVito. Or I, not think Danny just, DeVito. I think just Dom all, the, all the Cannibal runs. Oh. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Jesus. Um, or was it the Gumball Rally original one? No, he would. There wouldn't have been a monkey, and that was too early for that type of mm-hmm. humour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, yes, that would have been one out there, I would have imagined. It's amazing how all those films, Rob, they're all American. There's no British films with a monkey or Australian films with a monkey, is there? Well, no. For some reason, it seems to me like a monkey being in America is in its natural habitat. Weird, isn't it? Why? I think they've got such a history of having exotic animals around the house <laughs> that uh, we, we've learned to accept it. It's strange. It's just a strange. Although there is that, there's that documentary about the people that had brought up the lion in in England. Yeah, and they drive around with that lion Daniel. in the back. Daniel the lion. And and then eventually they drops it off. They let it free in Africa. Yeah. And then years later he comes back and they run into it and yeah, it yeah. sort of keeps looking at him and it runs up and it recognizes him and they just have yeah. a big cuddle. It's amazing. It was That's amazing awesome. the fact they they bought the lion at Harrods if you remember. They I, bought the I lion cub. Seen the whole thing. Yeah, they bought the lion cub at Harrods. And they started raising it, started growing, no surprise. Yeah. They had to find an enclosed area where they could exercise it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had a lion. Yeah. (laughs) I think they borrowed somebody's stately home because it had a walled garden. So they could run it around so it wouldn't run off and eat people. It could leap that wall. It was a pretty high wall, like a good 12-foot wall. It was pretty high. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Um, Now, talking about animals, the NFL starts this week. I'm excited, Rob. I'm actually Mm. excited for an NFL season. What about this? Baltimore Ravens mascot carted off field with an injury in truly bizarre scene. Baltimore Ravens mascot Poe, as in Edgar Allan Poe, the Mm. raven, had to be carted off the field after a serious injury suffered during a halftime show in the team's final preseason game. Injuries are part of the game of football at the NFL or any level. It's a dangerous sport, and that's just the unfortunate reality. Fans, however, are not accustomed to seeing the team's mascot being the ones to go down hurt. But such was the case in the preseason matchup between Baltimore and Washington, who are now called the Commanders. There's no Redskins anymore, Rob. They're the Commanders. Mm-hmm. During halftime, the Ravens mascot Poe was playing a game with other mascots and some lucky children. Poe, on the other hand, wasn't so lucky. While trying to make a play against some kids, the Ravens mascot went down to the turf and was holding his leg clearly in actual pain. The injury was serious enough that he had to be carted off the field as fans gave him cheers. It was reported after the game that Poe believed to have suffered a torn ACL. Mm. The wildest part is that the person underneath the costume was so committed to his role as the mascot, he didn't even take the raven head off as he was being loaded onto the medical cart. That's fortitude personified. Anyway, let's let's hope that Poe gets back on his feet sooner rather than later. Come back to Baltimore at 100%. All the best, Poe. All the best, Poe. Good luck. That music can only mean one thing. It's the Sports Quiz. Sporting Gladiators. We ask each other sports trivia questions. There is five points on offer per question. The person who gets the most out of 15 will win. So my first question to you, Rob, as I quickly fan through all my gunk on this computer, is six New Zealand test cricketers have had surnames beginning with O. Name any five of the six O surname. Shane O'Connor. Shane O'Connor is definitely one. It's pretty hard again. Beef this one. Really? Jacob Oram. Jacob Oram is another two. Da, 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 da. <laughs> O'Driscoll. O. I'm trying to think. O'Connor. O'Sullivan. Uh, this is this Test Cricketers. New Zealand Cricketers. Uh, test Cricketers. I'm running out of options here. Beef. Okay. Henry Alonga. Henry Alonga transfer. Henry Alonga. I've got, only got two. Onions. 
Graham Onions. What a player he was. John Ormond. John Ormond isn't on the list, unfortunately. Um, Craig O'Sullivan. Not quite. Craig O'Sullivan. I thought there was an O'Sullivan. Uh, Mark O'Sullivan. Oh, David O'Sullivan. David. You could have had Ian O'Brien, 22 tests. Oh, I remember him, yep. Uh, David O'Sullivan, 11 tests. Guy Overton, long time ago, three tests. And in the 90s, eight tests, Michael Owens. Michael Owens. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, real stiff, real stiff action. I don't remember Michael Owens Con- at all. Cantabrian. He, he had a real, like, nerdy action. Okay. So, sort of a, a little bit like Andy Kattegar, actually, but was stiffer. An- another Kiwi. Yeah, well, look at that. Okay, Beefstock. Yes. Of the top seven longest drivers. Oh, yeah? There are only five brands that feature. Just name them. Because there's two, there's two that f- that feature twice with what? Dif- different models. Oh, oh. Go- golf brands, golf brands. golf brands. Yeah, yeah, golf brands. Well, Big Bertha. Well, but what's who makes Big Bertha? Oh, I don't, Callaway. Yeah, they're in twice, so that's okay. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Golf brands. This, Nike, the Nike no. Power Max Tiger Special. Yeah, they're gone. No, no, they don't make golf anymore. Titleist. Yes, Titleist. Titleist is in there. Who else make clubs? <laughs> Power built, not in there. Not in there. The, the old power built's are not there. <laughs> um, I should know. Like some brands here. Can... Ping the pingers. Unfortunately, ping is not in there. Ping's not there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just in the top seven. It's a very good drive. Well, then you know, this this is on the, the ones I looked up a few to make sure oh, did you? it was reasonably consistent. Yeah, Mizuno. Also not there. They're not both there. The irons. They're the best yeah. best irons. Both. Are they Mizuno? Are? Mizuno and Ping. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Two all then. So you got Callaway. Uh, this one's got a Cleveland in there. Oh, Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland Golf. Um, uh, Cobra. King Cobra. Oh, King Cobra. Yeah. I thought they were just a... Uh, and Taylor Mays in there twice. Taylor, that's the one I was yeah. thinking. Taylor Made, of course. Yeah. Good question. like that. All right, Rob. Hmm. Basketball, your favorite subject? Seven players in NBA history have scored over 30,000 points. So just name any five of those seven players, 30,000 points. Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's definitely one. Uh, Will Chamberlain. He's number seven, so you're on the money. Who should I go for? I don't know who had a long career. Uh, LeBron James. Number two. Three from three at the minute, Rob. Well, they're there. If it's they, if going, he retired. Kobe Bryant. Number four. Four out of four as well. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm going between Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Um, I can't think of anyone else that would be there. I'm going Magic Johnson. No, he's not in the top seven. Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's number one. Oh. Oh. Number one. He had thirty-eight thousand three hundred eighty-seven points. LeBron James, number two. Carl the Mailman Malone. Carl Malone, really? Yeah, long career. Thirty-six thousand nine hundred twenty-eight. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Michael Johnson. Now, this is a surprise. Dirk Nowitzki at number six. Jeez. 31,560 points. And then Wilt Chamberlain. He only played 1,045 games for his 31,419 points. Does the big Dr. Wilt Chamberlain. He's not a doctor. That was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Dr. Julius Irving. Oh, well, four's not bad. It's pretty good. So, of Australian uh, test cricketers, batsmen. Yep. uh, Name number six to ten, highest runs. That means I've got to know who the top five is. <laughs> Six to ten. 
All right, Steve Smith. Yes, number six. Okay. Oh, he's six, is he? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in that case, there's Smith there. Mark War. Yes, seven. Matthew Hayden. No, five. Five. <laughs> in that case, do, uh, Justin Langer. Nine. Nine. So who's in between Smith and Langer? Who's got about 7,000, 8,000 runs? Greg Chappell. No. Not in there. Not in the top ten. Really? So who are the two key bats from Frozzy nowadays? Warner. Yeah. Uh, Warner's at eight. And see, I thought Warner at, at 10. probably scored more than Smith. That's why I thought he would be. Right. Ah, okay. And at 10. He's played like 105 tests. Warner is. 10 Australian captain, Phil, Phil Slip. Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor. Pretty good should effort, though. He did well. Mark War was very good effort. Should have got Mark Taylor. All right. Oh, your mm. last question. Oh, here you go. Here's cricket. Interesting mm. cricket one. Okay. You really should get five. Name any five players. Mm. From England's 1992 World Cup squad. Not even the final. I could have, should have just given you 11. I've given you the whole squad. Alan Lamb, Robin Smith, Chris Lewis, M. Botham, and Graham Gooch. Captain, yeah, five. Roberto! Yeah. All right. In fact, you probably that probably were, they probably were in the final, those five players as well. I think they were. I can remember the wickets was in Macram. England cricket. Oh! Six to ten. Batsman. Top runs. Oh, most runs. Oh, really? <laughs> Six to ten. Alex Stewart. No. No? No, I think he might be five. Okay. All right, so he's 8,400. So, Kevin Peterson. Yes, six. Ian Bell. Nine. Very good. I, I, he's the one I would never have thought of in a million years. Played a lot of tests. Atherton. Eight. Oh, one more guess. And I'm going to throw it out there and say Robin Smith. No. Ooh, Alan Lamb? No. Oh, okay. I don't think either of them are in the top ten. Yeah. Boycott. Oh, yeah. Colin at seven. And ten, Colin Caldry. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Good average. I was going to throw Wally Hammond in just for a laugh. I can't actually remember who the top five are. Obviously, it's Cook. And then Gower is in there. Yeah, Gooch. And you said, and Gooch, and you said um, uh, Alex Stewart. Yeah. I'm pretty so sure he's who five. Four. Probably Wally Hammond. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you it go. Is. Yeah, he's yes. in there. Yeah. All right. Well, good quiz, Rob. Good I'm loving quiz. it. Loving it. Yeah, I can just remember oh, that World Cup. I can just remember that World Cup. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I know you Well, do. they also toured New Zealand right before that World oh, Cup. Oh, did they? England did. Oh, a bit of a warm And up. they destroyed us. So ah. when we then we then beat them and yeah we turned it around dramatically for that World Cup. Yeah. Oh well, good stuff. All right. After the break, we will be reining in and kicking off 2022-23 FA Cup chimers. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass, no grass, would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro. Who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Andy Simpson. I'm listening to 365 Days of Sport. If you hear this song, you know it won't be long till the game is up and you're out of the cup. Beefy and Rob, did it done. The FA Cup chimers, chimers, chimers. Right, FA Cup chimers 2022 2023. 
We probably weren't going to do this segment, but something's happened on the weekend and it's caught my attention. I thought, sorry, we're going to do FA Cup chimers. Our chosen team this year, Rob, Blackfield and Langley FC, down in, uh, I think they're near Southampton. We have managed to cajole the manager, or one of the joint managers for Blackfield uh, and Langley FC, Connor. Well, I was going to call you Conor McGregor then for a minute, but it's Conor McCarthy. <laughs> oh, what, what a coup that would have been. Conor McGregor manager. No, Conor McCarthy of Blackfield and Langley FC. Conor, thank you for joining us on 365 Days of Sport. I'm so happy you could join us at very short notice. Thanks very much, mate. Lovely to be here. No, no problem at all. Now, talk us through the events of the FA Cup first qualifying round on Saturday. You got a nil-nil draw with uh, Shepton Mallet FC, but oh, what scenes, what scenes. Talk us through them. Yeah, so it was a really, um, really good game. Um, both teams are really going at it. I feel that we were slightly on top, if I'm honest, but I'm probably going to say that because I'm the manager. <laughs> and they had a shot in the second half and it went over our goal Conor Maseko our goalkeeper had a blinding game by the way he was man of the match up until the point he decided to have a wee um, but with a lot of lonely um, grounds that the stadium doesn't um, enclose the whole ground so behind his goal there's about 40 yards of grass and then there's a hedge Connor took it upon himself when collecting the ball to go for a um, go for a wee. To be honest with you, in the hedge though, he wasn't in like in on, in plain sight to the rest of the team or to the um, fans. I think Shepton Mallet's players had um, took it as an opportunity to get one up on us, so we're shouting at the ref. Ref, what's he doing? Ref, what's he doing? He shouldn't be doing that. And the referee decided to send him off. Unbelievable. Um, which was first time it's ever happened in the FA Cup. It was obviously there was a lot of strange reactions because, I mean, me and Rory Anderson sort of put our head in our hands. We couldn't believe what we were seeing. Harry, one of our players, I mean, he's a real passionate lad. He ended up crying, to be honest with you. I mentioned that to you before on text. Yeah, Yeah, he started crying. Because I think it's such a big match, and um, he's quite a sensitive lad as it is. Um, but he's fine now. He's sort of he's got. It. But yeah, it was a real crazy, real crazy ten minutes of the game. So I know, obviously, at the level you're at, did you have a reserve keeper on the bench, or did you, one of your outfield players have to go in? We ha- we have a reserve keeper. Uh, on the day was Adam Lewin Gray, so we had to take off an outfield player and put on Adam, um, and he did the job. But yeah, real, real strange day. And it's gone crazy ever since. It's been all over sort of social media. Um, but yeah, been absolutely mental, mate mental yeah well it's one of the reasons why we've got you on because uh, i saw you're advertising for uh potential sponsors as well for tonight because it's the replay tonight you got to go all the way to uh shepton mallet to try and secure a place in the uh, second qualifying round yeah that's it yeah so we've had to do the replay so we're on our way to shepton mallet tonight obviously it's pretty important that we try and stay focused because with all this sort of social media attraction people are starting to get the like the wrong idea of this game this is still a game we want to win so yeah we got to make sure we're on the coach up there. We're, we're focused. Now, myself and Rob, I mean, we started in the first qualifying round last year when we were doing FA Cup Chimers, and we went to places like Hamworthy United and Merthyr Town and Sirencester and Hungerford. The, the passion for the FA Cup is the same through the lower tiers of the English pyramid because, I mean, the Cup means so much. And I, I'm, I'm guessing you're a manager. You're, you're a traditionalist. You do still yeah. love the Cup. Yeah, definitely, mate. Obviously, it's, we're never going to win it, um, but it's good to sort of go as far as you can. If we do get through or we know, we got a real good fixture um, coming up with Western Supermare, or I think a conference sell. So it's just an opportunity to sort of a bit of marketing and ultimately more money for the club. So yeah, I mean, you know, you just want to go on a good cup run. That's that's the reason you enter this cup. Always. You always want a good cup run. And a uh, good cup run 
Sevens mean one thing. You may be a part of 365 Days of Sport here in Melbourne. I bet that call was a bit interesting when uh, when I sent that request through today. Oh, mate, yeah. I mean, they've been non-stop, to be honest with you. That's oh, good. You know, I'm, I mean, I've got a full-time job, and it's becoming a full-time job trying to deal with all these interviews. But, you know, it's good It's good publicity for the club. Um, that's the main thing. Ultimately, it should, we're hoping that it's going to start to attract more sponsors, obviously, with the, the Portaloo um, companies, etc. But, right. no, it's, um, it's all good stuff. Colin, have you actually checked in, and is, is there an actual rule written anywhere that on-field urination is a send-offable offence? <laughs> Well, this is it. Like, I'm, we're not 100% sure. Now, I, I thought it was, if it's on the field of play, then there isn't a potential there for a red card or a yellow card. But he was so far away from the ground, you know, and no one even noticed he was doing it. And to be honest, when I looked over, I did not expect there to be a red card. I don't think there's an official rule, because I don't think it happens often for there to be mm. a rule. But they might put it in the rule book now. Guilty. Get a new rule book. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, love it. No, I was looking through. Yeah, you know, Brent, oh, that's, God, that's good. Then at least you know Brent. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking through the old uh, history, the FA Cup history of uh, Blackfield and Langley. You've got to the uh, the fourth qualifying round, 2012-13. Unfortunately, lost three 0 to Hastings United, but that's that's the furthest you guys have gone. Yeah. Is, the, is the excitement building around uh, around the Southampton area for the what well, won this replay tonight at Shepton Mallet? I mean, everyone must be talking. About it. I think um I think people people are talking about the incident more than the game. Like, yeah. I think that's our biggest battle here. We got to make sure that the lads when they get on the coach that they're focused on the game. I think you know Blackfield's a club that was very big a couple of years back. I think we were two leagues above. Um, we're back in that rebuilding structure now. Our chairman Stu Barker's absolutely brilliant. You know he's really trusting us to try and make this happen. Um, but it's a long road. It's a long road. We're a new team. We pulled all these lads together about eight weeks ago. Um, oh really? There's a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a basically a new teammate to be honest with you yeah me and raw spent our summer meeting players which took up all our time but again we're, we're really happy with what we got there's we are a young side but you know we stick together and i think we'll we got good times ahead at blackfield have you got any players with interesting occupations i know we when we talked to hamworthy last year one of them was a lifeguard down at uh pool pier is there uh is any guys that really? uh, uh masquerade as uh anything is it i mean there'd be a lot of tradies playing football but uh i mean there must be some barrister or something yeah no there, there's a couple there is a couple obviously harry the one who was, who was crying bless him he's actually a drama teacher that's probably why he does the crying <laughs> um but yeah he's a drama well, studying drama teacher i should say um we've got another lad claudio who's actually a vogue model Ooh. um well aspiring vogue model but other than that <laughs> we're all sort of tradesmen sort of work office jobs but yeah they're two that are quite interesting i guess yeah and uh i noticed you're playing at uh the, the, was it the uh, gill and something recreation reserve is there a on a saturday afternoon is there a decent spread of food and local fare available around the ground we like to talk to uh, our teams about their food offering oh our food's top tops top 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 i can't Straight think of tops. any i messed okay. that up yeah but um I think um, our food's really good. We sort of have a sort of a different meal every single week. Um, mm. There's always a fair. There's always something going on on the ground. There's always a fair or a circus. Yeah, so no, it's, it's, it's a busy little thing. We actually back onto a, um, a gym or a fitness complex. So there's always a bit of a buzz around the ground. So yeah, the only thing we have, we are a bit further out than Southampton. We're sort of a, well, probably like a 25-minute drive. So oh, right. it's always a bit of a trek to try and get people to come out and watch us. We're open with this little bit of newfound fame, we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a couple of years back, Blackford did really have a good following, so we're hoping to get back to that point. How long you been involved? For the right How long you been involved with the club, Connor? Oh, uh, me and Rory only took over about. Uh 
eight weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite new to us. Like I said, it's a, it's a big, big project, but you know, with the club, the local area club, pub like Blackwood and Langley, it's a big club. So it's a big opportunity for us and we're putting everything we can into it. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. And uh, have you come across from a local rival? Have, uh, were you poached to try and bring the club forward a little bit? No, not, no, not really. No, not, <laughs> not really. No, we, obviously me and Rory's got more Rory's got more of an extensive background at this level. And I think when, when the opportunity arose that Blackwood and Langley had a vacancy, then you sort of jump at that opportunity, you know, with the history of the club, the committee, you know, that we've got some top people around the club. So we sort of, you know, we had to make the decision. Rory came away from another non-league club and so did I. And we chose to um, take the opportunity at Blackfield. Oh, fantastic. I mean, it's good that you guys can kind of work together and go on a journey. Obviously, it's a club that wants to move forward and get up as high in the pyramid as you possibly can. And uh, like it's a big catchment area as well. It's a football crazy area, Southampton in the south. So I'm, I'm sure you guys are fit in. I know I went to uh, I went to Brockenhurst quite a few years ago when Newport County drew him in the FA Cup. So uh, kind of know the area vaguely well. Yeah, Brock's a top club. We know Pat really well. He's a top manager, top bloke. You're sort of battling with those sort of teams that have established names where we're sort of on the um, on the recovery run. So yeah, it has a few good luck. There's obviously Limington Town. There's Hive and Dibden. There's us, Forley. So there's a few clubs around the area. Now, with the red card, I'm not sure whether you've had enough time to appeal it or see what's going on, but obviously your reserve goalkeeper is going to get thrown in the uh, thrown in the deep end early on. And I'm thinking that uh, this game goes to penalties tonight as well. So have you been practising? I'm not going to say too much about that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, we'd like to think we can get it done in the, in the extra time. But yeah, obviously it can't go to penalties. Sorry, but we want to get it done in normal time. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm not, again, Shep to Malik were a real good side with loads of heart in that side. So we feel we can give them a game. So we'll wait and see. I don't want to make any predictions this early mm. on, to be honest. Oh, good stuff. No added pressure necessary. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, you just mentioned quickly you were you're going down on the bus. What's the kind of the the mood going to be? What's the the uh, hype up music on the way? Is it going to? Is there an alpha male controlling the music that you guys listen to? We got we got a good playlist that's sort of been put together by me, Rory, and a few of the other lads. It's difficult, isn't it? Like again, it just depends on what the, the players respond to. But yeah, we've got a few good scenes. We like a few power ballads as well. We don't mm. mind that. Oh. Um, again, Harry being you know from his background, he's he's not actually a bad singer. So I think if we win tonight, he'll be giving us a few a few chords. Beautiful. Oh, you've got to tell me what power ballad in particular do all the boys no, join? I in want with? to know what love is. Surely I want to know what love is. Yeah, Foreigner. Yeah, that, that would definitely be. Oh, okay. Be fitting. They'll fire you up. Surely. Okay. We've. Um, I will always love you by Whitney Houston. That tends to get the juices going. <laughs> Do you, do you look exactly each other right in the there. eye as you're singing it? Yeah, we yeah we do. We all look around at each other in the eye. We just look at each other. Yeah, it's an emotional time after yeah. when that song comes on. Have you good, have good you battle. ever seen that footage of uh, the guy that took over Billericay Town? He made his uh, team look each other, hold hands, and look each other in the eye and sing similar type power bow. I have to find it. It's <laughs> it's very funny. Oh no, no, no! I've not seen that. No, but yeah, send that across. I will. I'll send it as soon as I find it. I'll send it through to you. But I think it's become a bit of an anthem but oh that'd be uh, hilarious I will always love you when the boys walk out and the PA gets going and uh, oh gee okay. yeah, Beefy's the only Welshman in the world that can't <laughs> sing so that was uh, that got a sample there <laughs> yeah no I don't know about that one yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll have a look yes no very good well Connor we, we've got to thank you for jumping on the phone I know you're, you're a media star at the minute and you've been uh, on every station left right and centre now including the whole of Australia so we do thank you we wish you absolutely the 
best of luck away at Shepton Mallet tonight. You're fighting for a chance to take on Western Supermare. Let's get into the fun fair at Western Supermare in the second qualifying round. And look, we follow in FA Cup timers. So if you guys win, we will talk to you in you know a couple of weeks' time as well, getting ready for the second qualifying round. So we do wish you the best of luck. We hope you get it done in normal time and don't have to rely on the uh, lottery of penalties. So uh, all the best from us at 365 Days of Sport. And may have a great night tonight. Pass our good luck on to the boys. You won't need it. We will wish you the best of luck and uh, we will follow you up no matter what goes on. Cheers, lads. Have a good one. Cheers, no one. problem at all. That was Cheers, boys. Connor McCarthy, not Connor McGregor, as I uh, mm-hmm. proceeded to call him. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, FA Cup Timers is back. It was rushed tonight, but uh, these guys, because if, if you didn't quite get what happened, on Saturday, Blackfield and Langley FC were playing Shepton Mallet. Mm. Shepton Mallet's had a shot. The ball's gone 50 or 60 yards past the goal. The goalkeeper's gone to get the ball. He's needed a wee. He's gone to get the ball. He's jumped in a hedge. He's had a wee. Come back with the ball. Referee has sent him off with about 15 minutes to go in the game. Mm. It's nil-nil in the FA Cup, Rob. Nil-nil. You just want to get in the, in the referee's uh, mind for a moment and understand what his thought process was. Is maybe, I mean, what caused him to be so appalled? Don't know. Sometimes exactly. referees, Rob, you, you never know what goes through their mind. And it's on field. It's especially that role. Yeah. Especially on field. It is. But as well, what's happened is it's turned out this goalkeeper is diabetic. So he has needs. He has issues. He has issues and needs, Rob. Mm. Issues and needs. So when you got to go, you kind of got to go, especially when you're diabetic. Especially when you get stressed so, at the height of a FA Cup first qualifying rank game. He, he needs to carry with him from moving forward a, a medical exemption. A catheter. <laughs> What? A catheter is what you have after an operation. So you yeah, 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 yeah. I think that might or, inhibit his uh, diving capacity. Or the old rubber a... pants. Rubber pants. Yeah. Anyway, I just uh, I, I saw this uh, in the report. It says, uh, Somerset side have branded the incident urinate gate mm. and took the opportunity to call for a new sponsor. They tweeted, after an unusual red card in the first tie, possibly a first, we are looking for a match sponsor. Plumbers or portaloo companies, take advantage. But there's more to the story than meets the eye and when they talk about the goalkeeper being diabetic so uh, anyway it's a big big so chance you're Sherlock Holmes you got to the bottom of it beef is that what you're saying you, you read not, the fine print at the bottom I'm not of it saying anything. I'm just uh, drawing attention to yeah. uh, the fact that he might have you know medical issues look uh, I think the whole thing's ridiculous <laughs> okay well no I mean I think the decision making to send him off is ridiculous yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I actually have no problem with the act whatsoever yeah I mean okay. I mean I've been to Belgium Yes, we you have know? been to Belgium. I mean, uh, if you want to, if you, <laughs> people sort of uh, have a whole different approach there. So me and altogether. Rob went to a cyclocross World Cup event in Belgium, mm. and it turns out the Belgians are very fond of just liberal, very liberal. They they will mm. wee anywhere. They you're will urinate. just they will just flop it out and water the plants wherever yeah. they're standing. Exactly. It and, was quite uh, interesting to see. That's but but a, actually, I mean, so here's an example, right, of, of what we're talking about in terms of the casual approach, is that there was a stream of about, oh, I don't know, 200 people walking down a, uh, a stone gravel path, which is probably two metres wide, and it was co- constant traffic, and this guy stood with his feet off the gravel by about six inches, 
and and totally open, no no tree, no nothing, totally open, and was just just said, yeah, this is this is there enough, this will do me, and it's just everyone's just walking right past, <laughs> and no one's drunk. It's not like it's late at night. No, it wasn't. Dark. It was in the this afternoon. Is broad, it's in the morning. <laughs> it was in the morning. It was, it was well, broad, broad daylight, right, right in the middle of the day. It's not like there's like endless chance and uh, you know beer cup chains being made and everyone's <laughs> full blown going mongrel. Yeah. This is like quite a uh, civil sort of. It was very civil. Sort of These are event. cycling fans, and uh, to see such uh, careless, callous behaviour. Careless or Care- callous? Careless, I think. Is probably the uh, word. Callous could be apt as well. Yeah. but uh, callous to us, but not to them. And uh, it, it it boggled the mind at the time. In fact, I think it was my main it's, social observation for the day. It's still that, boggling that, your mind now. Well, I I've, I remember. I remember. You know, it's relevant. I mean, it's, it's not often that uh, we have uh, a sporting articles, conversations that, that uh, pop up with which I can share some uh, a whole different enlightenment on the thing, a whole different perspective. True, true, and true. I, you see, if you think that's bad referee, you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got to wrap this up. You've heard the excuse, sorry, miss, the dog ate my homework. Well, how about this one? Sorry, kids, my dog ate your homework. A teacher has been left mm. in a tizzy after a dog munched his way through a student's summer homework. As students prepare for a new school year, one teacher has been desperately trying to piece their half-eaten homework back together so she can mark it. Sharing the disaster pictures, the woman wrote, when you're a teacher and your dog eats everyone's homework. Finding the funny side to a situation, one user joked, she will now have to give everyone a grade A. One said, oh, how the tables turn. Another, you should show this picture to your class. They'd enjoy it, as long as you give everyone good marks. A third said, but the real question is, do the kids believe you? Or do they think you're making an excuse because you forgot to mark their summer homework? The old switcheroonie. The old switcheroo. Your favourite, Rob. Why is the switcheroonie? You, you love the switcheroo. I don't like The misdirection. No, what, no, what I like is irony. When when okay. the actual... That's not really that... I guess it is. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. when, it's when the actual meaning is the exact opposite of the literal meaning. Okay, thanks. Or the intent. No, the intent. The exa- is the, the, when the actual meaning or the literal meaning is the exact opposite of the intended meaning. Thanks. So, so that's what irony is. It's important. Okay, good. Because when Winona Ryder got asked that question in uh, Reality Bites, okay, her character, um, and she it was in an interview and she didn't know the answer, mm. and then she goes down and she goes, "Oh, they asked me what irony is. You know, define irony. I mean, who can define irony?" And he says, "It's when the exact when the literal yeah. meaning is the exact opposite of the." It's action. when there's ten thousand spoons and all you need is a knife. <laughs> I don't think that song would actually come out yet by then. Um, it's like rain on your yeah. wedding day. I'll Those are you, all similes. That, well, well, they're not similes. You're saying like. Mm, yeah, anyway. I'll tell you what I did watch this week. They're exactly similes. I watched Pete. the Woodstock 99 documentary. Uh, yeah. Did I tell you watch that? No. Oh, I watched it. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's great. Okay. It is it's awesome. good, isn't it? <laughs> just, just feral munters. And I just love. I'm f- sure I talked about it I, on this show because that's another one where it's the exact opposite of 1969. Where oh, it's all yeah. Loving. I'm sure I talked about it on this but show. I'm, I but love I the fact to that else. the headliners were like corn and nine corn. inch nails, and then, but you had Jewel and Alanis Morissette, yeah, and squeezing in between. Just, oh, 
Cheryl Crow. Mm, yeah. And then they just set the place on fire. It was a ridiculous bill. I remember thinking that when it came out and seeing what the what the bill was. I was like, that sounds awful. Yeah. Fred, 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 Fred Durst. Durst. Your mate. Break stuff. Yeah. Still remember the words. Um, <laughs> Open mic, rubber duck. No, definitely no. I didn't. I didn't revive that. Uh, anyway, Rob, what you got coming up? Anything exciting? Monthly medal tomorrow for golf. All oh, the monthly medal. We'll take it on. Take it on. Yeah. De- are you, you're defending. I'm your defending mo- my title. Defending the monthly medal yeah. title. And I, I played very poorly at Trentham on Friday, and I came back into some form today. Okay, well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I did mention the NFL starts. Course this is week. drying out. So um, I'm quite excited by the NFL. Can't wait for that. Apart from that, nothing else. I'm um, I'm going on holiday. Soon. We got one oh. more show. We got next week's show, and then the week after, we're having a week off. So, because uh, I'm away, well earned. I will see you in the NT, as they say. Going hey. to Kakadu and Darwin for for a little bit of a short time. So that was going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, it's going to be fun. We got to thank Jack Link's beef jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. Whatever you're doing, if you're playing golf with Rob tomorrow. Or if you're watching the horse racing and betting your life savings away, get yourself a big chunk of Jack Link's beef jerky. It's the best beef jerky on the planet. NASA's having a few problems, Rob. Do you know why? Uh, they want to go the, to the moon. You know they're trying to go back to they, the moon. And they, and they keep having fuel leaks with their rocket Yeah, or but they've overloaded with Jack Link's beef jerky, so the uh, rocket can't get off the ground. Didn't know Do you know why? It's the food of astronauts, people! It's the food of astronauts. There it is. What show is this? This has been episode 263 of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. Good luck to Blackfield and Langley FC in the replay at Shepton Mallet tonight. See you next week.